start recording. So I know you guys, you are being called here to do a review of Gorgeous, but I want to do an unboxing live and in the flesh. You are going to watch me put your meat in my mouth. And we're recording it. Well, yeah, what good's a testimonial if you, if you don't record it? The people want to see me put your meat in my mouth. There's been a lot of video requests for exactly that. So, I know that we've talked about it, but I've sold a lot of shit online. I've sold a lot of meat online, and I've put a lot of meat in my mouth. Beautiful, beautiful box. Like, I would collect this. It's almost like a cigar box where I would put uh, maybe knives or seasonings in it to keep it. I really... I'm not a fan of custom packaging, but I like yours because it can serve another purpose and it's so nice. It's worth keeping for later. Okay, thank you. So my first impression is this is a lot of meat. So we have uh, several ghost peppers. Ooh, I don't know if I should be doing that one on camera. Uh, I might need to do this one in the privacy of my own home because I might start crying like a, uh, like a small child. I do like the spice though. You know what? I'll save that one for a segment we're gonna have at the end of the testimonial called Hot Takes, where I say something really controversial and take a bite out of the ghost pepper. Okay. Oh, now, now you can't feel this at home. There's no smell of vision, there's no touch of vision, but like this salami is so moist and just like this calabrese is just, oh, like, oh, I, I need like to, to put some cotton in my mouth or something because I'm just drooling so much that I can barely talk. This, this you're is drooling moist. because it's so thick is why you're drooling and moist oh man this is all so good oh, nice and spicy some fennel Ooh, and gluten-free too so like people rag on gluten-free shit all the time but when it comes to making sausage and cured meats like people just throw so much fucking filler in there it's not even funny so the fact that right. it's actually gluten-free is a testament to the quality oh, yeah. oh cranberry oh delicious Mmm, beautiful, beautiful, and dairy-free too. Again, there's no extra powders for flavor or anything. It's all super high-quality products. Cannot wait to get this meat in my mouth. <laughs> that would be funny to, to start the show with. I like it. Yeah, my hot take is that most companies shouldn't do custom packaging, but I really like yours, and that works perfectly. So we, for the the snack box for carnivore, we don't. Battle box, we don't really. I mean, it's just traditional corrugated. It's it has our print on it, right? But it's not it's not a uh, super super high end. Mm -hmm. Um, how do we do in Zoom? Is it the gallery view or the speaker view? I think speaker view uh, as we record it, but. Um, no, that's really nice and really well done. And people will show it off on their shelves too. Like that's really nice. You'd almost do, and if you ever go for a premium box, you do like a Carnivore Club Black Label and charge like a hundred bucks for it and do something like a limited edition. Right. So we have, um, there's an option to get it actually in a, in a wooden crate that has the burned uh, Carnivore Club on it. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm going to buy one of those plates. I'm gonna buy one of those for my new place. That's really nice. Um, I'm pumped. I also am going to have five barbecues at my new place. I like it. Yeah. Um, where did Luke go? 
Uh, I don't know, Luke. We can't see you. Who disappeared? Oh, Hello? he's entered the waiting room. Should we, should we let him back in? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Luke, are you here? Two Lukes. Two Lukes, one Luke is in a John. He's just roaming around. <laughs> Luke? Luke's having some technical difficulties. I like that door. I think I told you that before. This place is nice, but I'm going to take a lot of it and do it in my own place. The um, I re There's a lot of like pipe shelving around here, and I really like it because it's cheap. You can do it yourself, and it doesn't look tacky if there's a lot of it. Like It's kind of a nice yeah. industrial theme. But, oh, I'm so excited for all these meats. Yeah, they should be good. That was, uh, there were a lot of fans, fans of that. That was, that's our most recent. And there was like, big so much. It's, it's really like good quality. The sad, the sad part is I can't, I haven't tried any of that. Yeah. Cause it's, I know I'm literally flagged at the border for bringing commercial goods of meat across. Like if I were to bring a few boxes and obviously I can't right now and drive them to Buffalo to like ship to you. Right. It's like technically you need an import permit, vet certificate, everything. It's crazy. I mean, just it's a nightmare. Put it. I mean, I shouldn't say this because we're recording, but if you want to smuggle any meats across the border, Canada Post is the way to go. UPS will get flagged. FedEx will get flagged. Canada huh. Post will get it across. Oh, that's the way to do it. Smuggle the meat. Luke, you're back. Difficulties are over. I tried to make sure the camera was in HD mode and I just crashed. So, oh no, that's a good reminder. Me too. <laughs> I, oh, I didn't do that. Where oh, is next to the video? Zoom settings, preferences, settings and video. Yeah, yeah, it's in HD. Okay, so hopefully it looks decent. I can't enable know. enable HD. Yeah. Yep. It's supposed to polish up a little bit. I think it looks okay. I don't see you though. Oh, there you are. I'm here. I was only seeing myself. Perfect. So I know that we were going to talk um, about a couple different things. One is going into the the ticketing, John, and as well Luke, uh, some items that uh, that you're discussing. Do we just want to have a bit of a free flowing conversation about ways that you're some of the ways that you're using Gorgeous and what the impact has been for kind of our club and BattleBox? Yeah. I think that I think that works. So let's start with intros. Um, I find that free flowing conversations just tend to work best, right, as opposed to trying to really. Assuming, assuming in post, you'll just snip it to what it needs to be. Exactly. You want us? You want us to record our screens as well to get that info to you, or? No, it's we'll just record it all through the Zoom, and then okay. just edit it from here. It might not be the greatest, but I think three people. Coming in, it works okay recording from the webcam with two people because it's just two channels, but then you're getting into three channels of video, three channels of audio. Sometimes two people are talking and it just it gets too too difficult. It'll stutter around a little bit because it tries to put the person talking on the big screen. So it might. Exactly. Maybe just if you're not talking, just mute yourself. Yeah. Just ride your mute button a little bit so it doesn't pick up any background noise. Cool. So let's jump into it. Uh, and do you want to do your own intros or do you want me to introduce you? Um, I, we can do our own. 
think that's probably easiest. All right. Three, two. Hey everyone, it's Lucas Walker from Gorgeous, recording remotely with John and Luke from BattleBox and Carnivore Club. If you haven't tried their products, BattleBox is a great way to go out and get outside right now while nothing's open. And Carnivore Club, uh, we'll, we'll show some clips, but I just received uh, one of their boxes. Delicious, delicious artisanal uh, and char charcuterie meats, but they're also big, gorgeous customers. And the thing that both of the businesses have in common is that they are subscriptions. In this episode of the Ecom Site File, we're going to be chatting a little bit about how they use Gorgeous and some of the biggest results that they've gotten, which you can implement in your in your store as well. So I'll turn it over to John and Luke to introduce yourselves. Luke, do you want to go first, and then John? Sure. Uh, so I've been with BattleBox Carnivore Club for about three years now. Uh, manager of customer service and experience. My turn. <laughs> I got nothing. Hey guys, so Lucas, thanks for having us. It's John Roman, I serve as Chief Marketing Officer for BattleBox and then for Carnivore, a little bit of a hybrid Chief Marketing Officer and then Managing Partner as well. You're muted, Lucas. Thank you both so much for making the time to come on today. And I think Luke, it's right in your title as well. As well, John, being a marketer on the podcast, I think the first the first thing to really set the stage of is why do you include customer support or customer success with both marketing and that customer experience overall? So it's a really good point. I mean, that's. I think where a lot of brands and a lot of companies fail is they, they don't see it as all part of the same ecosystem. So mm -hmm. customer experience, which is arguably one of the most important things for, for a brand and, and for a customer. And there's so many metrics that, that are directly correlated to that customer experience. And I think a lot of brands stop short at customer service where it's a very reactive approach. Um, when you when you take the two and you put it all into one bucket, it, it becomes reactive, it becomes proactive, and you can really have some high-level direction um, to just ensure that the customer has, from, from just prospecting and looking and making the, uh, the decision to purchase, all the way through the entire life cycle. That's why our turns are good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's so well articulated. And I, I said this in a promo video I was shooting for Gorgeous. I've never heard uh, an exec or a founder or an entrepreneur say they want poor customer experiences or longer times to get back to customers. You look at all of those traditional operational metrics, but they come down to your customer experience as well. Not only is a short resolution time good for the business, but it's also better for the, for the customer. No customer, and I mean, I say no, but 98% of customers don't want to spend longer than they have to talking to a support agent or resolving an issue. So I think that it's really important to get into those metrics be between them. Luke, in terms of uh, customer experience in your role, why, are, why is it so important to combine support with that overall customer experience? Uh, 
I'll, I'll, I'll just cut to the chase with this one. Everybody loves to compare to Amazon. So, you know, one of the best things we can do, we can provide is to, in essence, we try to replicate that to some degree. I mean, we are not, you know, a lot of us are not trillion dollar companies, but the ability to say, Hey, we, you know, we have a first response time average of within an, within an hour in the last 30 days, we're, we're fully solving issues uh, from start to finish within, you know, five to eight hours in the last 30 days. I mean, that's, that's hard to argue with. That's hard to, that's hard to compete with. It is. And uh, when you really look at what that means, it means if I have an issue, it's going to be resolved that day. And yeah. if I chat in or call in, call in, um, email in, respond back and you say that there's that there's an issue and you get back to me within an hour, that is two things is it's really powerful for me, the consumer, because I send that email and I forget about it. And then the next time I check my email, I have a response to it. Going back to what you said in terms of competing against Amazon, but also for that experience, one of the worst things that can happen is you ask, where's my order? Uh, and our order data shows this is about a third of all tickets across the board, but then your order arrives before you get a response from that brand or from the company that you've purchased from. So you really do want to have a quick response time and then five to eight hours. If I ask a question in the morning, I'm getting a response that afternoon. So it's been resolved with by the end of the day. So as a customer, I'm not going to bed stressing about my, my online purchase. There's, there's enough to worry about. I don't need to, to worry about where my, my, my product is that I paid for. Exactly. 100%. Really, really good. And I think that that's, that's sort of a good transition into the next topic is what are some of those really important metrics that you, you measure to deliver customer success? Because even before joining Gorgeous, I'd been following Carnivore Club for a long time and uh, you, you're known within sort of the, the e-commerce industry of having good customer experiences. So what are, are a great customer experience? What are some of those metrics that you really look at, both in terms of for the experience of the customer, but also the, the bottom line or even the top line for, for BattleBox and Carnivore Club? Sure. So, so there's, and I'll address it and Luke, feel free to come in afterwards with any additional snippets. One of the favorite, um, I call it a temperature check that we do is uh, a few days after a customer's received their first package from us, whether it's a Carnivore Club or a Battle Box, they're gonna receive, um, how'd we do email, right? It's from us, it's humanized. We wanna know how we did. It's a quick little three question survey. Um, and the first one is, this is an internal survey. This is, we legitimately wanna know. But the first question in that survey follows traditional um, CSAT rules. So it's uh, how likely are you to recommend us to a friend? And it's a one to 10 scale. If it's a nine to 10, we did our job, right? That's a fanatic. That's someone that's pumped. They're gonna tell their friends and family. Um, so we have some more automation uh, when they are a nine or a 10. When they're a- Proactively, I think that a lot of people look at CSAT and NPS. That nine or 10 isn't proactively saying, oh, I need to post about this and tell my friends and sign up for the referral program. It's if someone comes to your house and sees a carnivore club or you serve them up a little bit of meat, and they say, oh, I've heard of Carnivore Club. Should I, I don't know, is it good? Should I, should I buy it? You want them to say, hell yeah, you should. Worth every penny. Best purchase I've made this, this month. Exactly. So, so to that point, those nine and tens are kicked into further automation of engagement and just fully making sure they're aware 
of all the ways they can they can spread the gospel and, and the truth of their love of our brand. Seven and eight, seven or an eight, that's you know middle of the road. We actually don't do anything with sevens and eights. But one through sixes, detractors, something went wrong with that experience. Might have been our fault, might have been someone else, might have been Canada Post or USPS's fault. You don't, you don't know, but something was not ideal. So when we get those one through sixes, what happens is it automatically kicks a ticket out uh, into both uh, Gorgeous and then a notification in Slack so that Luke's team is fully aware of this. Because at that point, we need to engage. They haven't raised their hand publicly. They haven't trolled us on Facebook. They haven't you know, made comments on our ads yet. But that's, if someone's dissatisfied, that is the next step. In, in today's society, right? So yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's funny. My dad saw an ad for something on on Facebook, and he saw a couple of negative comments, and was asking me. He said, "Lucas, you work in e-commerce. Is is this product legitimate? Are these people just bitter, or are they just is it a scam?" That's a hundred percent the next step. Where you keep seeing those ads for a product that gave you a bad experience. Your negative reaction is just to say, get out of my face. And that happens to be a negative comment on an ad. A hundred percent. And that's the thing. You're, you're so much more likely to put that comment if it was a bad experience. The people that had the great experience, they might, and some do. We, we get them regularly, but they're not as often, right? Or they just uh, hit the like button, maybe they look at it for a second. Right. Or they, in terms of product adoption, they see Carnivore Club where the Battle Box had, and they go get a get a piece of salami because it encourages them to use the product more. But that's not necessarily what you want that ad to accomplish. Right. No, you're you're 100 right there. Um, so back to the one to six. That's 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 our first chance to 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 write the ship. Let's figure out how we get this customer back to where they need to be. So at that point, when it when it flows into gorgeous automatically. Luke's team, you know, they review it. They figure out what the next steps are. And one through sixes, it's not some kind of automation flow, robot, unhuman. These are at this point manual, ad hoc, non-macroed reach outs. Because it's it because back to the original point, customer experience is is one of the most important things. So when we miss the mark, we have to figure out why we missed it and, and correct it as fast as possible. I mean, most often, most often I would say a lot of these are something simple, be it, you know, a misunderstanding of how the brand functions or they got this email first and they didn't realize, you know, they didn't know where to reach out to support. So they use this email to say, oh, I had this wrong or this wrong. I need this replacement. So they're, they're, they're very easy to touch base on. They're very easy to solve most often. And it just, it's just something that flows that we can just take care of because it's all plugged in. Turn that frown upside down. Absolutely. You know what? It's that uh, the office kind of lampoon that stat, but it, it really is five to ten times easier to get someone to repurchase your product than to, to come in new. And you spend all this money, you're okay spending so much money to get them as a customer for that first purchase. Why not spend 10 minutes writing them an email or just following up manually human being to human being and say, hey, uh, I'm sorry that this experience wasn't a 10. How can we make this better? Was it, was it, and if they say, well, I know the meat's really spicy. I can't, I can't eat, eat a lot of spice. 
and you say, you, you know what? Well, we'll ship you at another box because we want you to keep coming back and you, you resolve that issue. And then they stay a customer for forever. And then until, until hopefully uh, their credit card expires and they put in a new credit card or, or they don't, or they just never turn. They keep coming back forever. And I know that we've chatted a little bit about this, but it's just, it's such a genius strategy. We should probably do 27 episodes or whatever that magic number is that people have to hear something to get it to repeat. What's your strategy for reducing passive churn? Because it's just, of all the stats I've heard that have impacted bottom line revenue, this is just the most powerful one. So do you guys want to, to talk about that a little bit, how you really combat that passive churn? Sure. So, so on the passive churn piece, and you and I have chatted about this before, um, we ended up going with a solution by Churnbuster. And, mm-hmm. and what it does, it takes the normal uh, Dunning failed emails and it allows you to customize them all individually. Mm-hmm. Um, another benefit is, you know, it's coming from a different mail server, right? So it's if, if the traditional one coming out of recharge is because it's the same message multiple times, is hitting a spam filter on your email, you might not be seeing it, in, which is likely when you're sending the same email multiple times during the Dunning process. So what we do is we, we take those Dunning emails and they're all in distinct voices of the brand. So the first one is a very traditional, hey, card's not working, uh, you know, click here, let's figure it out. But then after that first one, we then go into, um, the, I believe the second voice is Brandon Curran. So the face of our brand, the, the guy with the tattoos and beard that does all of our unboxings, he, mm-hmm. he's reaching out. He, he wants to know what's going on, right? He wants to know if he can help. And the way they're written, it's, it's, it's remarkable. And, and Lou, you can attest to this. People will reply back and they say, oh, I fixed it, Brandon. And you're like, wow, mission accomplished. Um, I believe the next voice is actually uh, in, a, in a slightly escalated tone because we've now sent a couple and it's from mm-hmm. Luke who, who leads the customer experience team and he wants to know, hey, I'm jumping in. Uh, and, and there's some there's some validity and value added importance to a consumer when they see, okay, this this title, this is someone in, in, in management, they're reaching out, they want to know what's going on. Um, how can they help? And then we, we finish it off with a um, more of a, a, a comical, hey, we don't know what to tell the guys in the warehouse. You know, they've been, they have your box. Like, what do you want us to do? Um, yep. I think believe that's from Steve, which is another personality uh, that makes appearances in our videos. So, so awesome. really- I love the connection between marketing and customer support and really sticking to the same story from, from beginning to hopefully not the end, but potentially the end of that customer's journey. Right. So, so after we get through, um, and, and actually in the midst of that, uh, we then do a SMS um, to, to the customer. So we, mm-hmm. we integrate it in, um, and if they reply back to the text message, that obviously flows in gorgeous um, mm-hmm. so that Luke's team can engage with this person via text. The other thing is... Um, with Churnbuster, when there might be a validation email, a validation issue with the email, that someone fatfinger.com and put C-O-N, right? Things like mm-hmm. that. Um, those kick off notifications as well of, of accounts in 
that are possibly, I think, jeopard in jeopardy is the word at, at risk, Luke, right? Right. Yeah, we'll get like an undelivered type message. And then, you know, we can do a little bit of back end searching, figure out where the typo is. Nine times out of 10, it's a typo. It's an easy fix. We correct it. We resend mm -hmm. the email. And oftentimes the customer is none the wiser that something had been wrong because it's typically a dot com error or in Gmail, the letters are flipped, something simple like that. So it's a yeah. really so, easy fix. So, so after we get through the, the, the churn buster dunning piece, um, that, that's not enough. So at that point, even though it's, once they, they expire and the dunning's over, they're technically churned, right? Um, and, and when we look at our metrics, we know that that's the end of, of the life of the customer when we're me measuring our churn metrics, but we don't stop at that point. So once the dunning has completed and that customer is, has expired as an active customer, Luke takes an export of, of that, that group. He then shares it with his team and then they start working through those um, themselves in gorgeous via macros. So right. the other benefit, again, different email server, right? So there's the chance deliverability, this might go through when the others didn't. You never know you're gonna get some little victories there. And none of these are, you know, it, they don't, there's not a single thing we do that moves the needle like this. It's all the little things that, that, that build up to the big, and together they, they build the, the needle moving the way it does. Which really is the key to success. If you read any book on how to really build a new habit or be successful, there's no silver bullet. It's a series of incremental changes that change your trajectory from maybe this to this, to this, to this, to this. And that's how you get that hockey stick, stick growth. Absolutely. So Luke's team will, um, I think you guys continue to work through them on. Yeah. It'll be another, you know, another three different emails or email blast throughout the next week. Um, and typically with something like that, I would say we see a 10 to 15% recovery manually doing that. And that's on top of what Churnbuster has recovered. And that's all wow. through gorgeous, really simple to, you know, plug that in, send a message out. It comes right back to the person who sent it. And it's, it's, it's good solid recovery. And then just when it's done, 60 days out, um, after we've, we've, we've done all of our efforts, then we've dropped them into traditional email win back automations in which they reply back again, ticket flows into gorgeous. Um, and we update everything in the account. They don't. Do feature within gorgeous is in all of your automated emails, either in Clavio or OmniSend or whatever else you're using, have that call to action to be replied to this email and then have a ticket view in gorgeous. So you can have that one-to-one -one conversation with people. Yeah, it's a really good point. And the, the other thing, uh, besides the obvious reason why that's beneficial, Again, uh, when customers engage with those emails, it's further validation to the, the, the spam filters of the word, world mm -hmm. that it's not spam. So, exactly. so you're helping your deliverability rates even more at that point when you encourage in, in engagement. Exactly. It's just so, so super powerful to, to do that. So as we wrap it up here, because I, you both shared some really amazing statistics of of the impact that Gorgeous and offering good customer experiences have offered to your business. How can other listeners or viewers really do one thing that's, that's impactful? Maybe it's some macros, maybe it's um, a call to action to reply. 
But if you were to say, if someone said to you, hey, John, hey, Luke, how can I have the maximum impact that I can on my business with Gorgeous, what would you tell them to do? I would say, um, uh, personally, you know, there's a lot of personalities out there that talk about big picture things. They, they, they say stuff like, I, as an owner, I've done this or this as customer experience, customer outreach. But at the end of the day, you know, a customer service representative doing this all day, every day, you know, do your due diligence, do what you know is right, do what you know you can do, what you're capable of doing, and do it, do it 100% every day. And that's going to be, in the long run, more impactful than someone as an owner saying, I've done this or this. Because in the long run, like, the answers you give every day are going to be the most satisfactory in the sense of experience. So, so I would think, um, I think, I think that's a great answer. Something, something I would add that when you asked the question, the first thing that came to mind is come up with process in place to empower your team, your, your CSCX team as, as much as possible. So Luke and I came up with some business rules based on customer spend. And mm -hmm. if certain thresholds are met, at that point, it's, you don't have to go to Luke to, to ask permission. Luke doesn't have to come to me if it's this certain decision. We define the process and, and they know what they can do based on the customer's LTV, right? Mm -hmm. They know what they can do based on the customer's current spend, what tier they're in, how long they've been a customer. And with those process, our team, Luke's team, can run so much faster because we've enabled them. We've given them all the tools they need. And it's it's more of a, and this doesn't work with everybody, but when you have a good team like Luke has, it's, it's let's do more of a trust but verify model. Yeah, I like that. It really takes, takes the unnecessary thinking out of it by having those rules and those processes in place so they can give it 100% every day. And I can't take, uh, we can't take full credit for that LTV thresholds. Um, a gentleman, I don't know if you've met him, uh, AC from, he has a subscription box, female underwear called Splendies. Okay. He, he told me about this. Yeah, we, we put the, we knew what the average LTV was and we put a threshold. When a customer hits above that, make it right. If you need to send him another box, no questions asked, don't ask, do it. Get it to him as fast yeah. as possible. And when he told me that, I remember Luke and I chatting about it after, after that, it was like, why are we not doing this? Yeah, it was by far, it was the most powerful decision we made as a company, as a brand. And that is why I think that's one of the main reasons why we're as successful as we are within the experience realm. And it, in what? hindsight, look, looking back, we were just, we were just chatting. Like Luke and I would have these calls and we might get Patrick involved and we're like, okay, this customer needs this. And we're taking three people and we're putting our heads together. What should we do? Which is more together. expensive than just sending them another product. Because by the time you factor in the cost of three employees to not just be on that discussion, but the thinking time that you're not thinking about another bigger picture problem, you're getting so lost in the weeds to say, oh, should we save $20 or whatever that cost replacement is? Let's just send them a replacement and have a great customer experience. And to be able to teach this to the team and for the team, you know, your representatives, your account managers, whatever you want to call them, for them to understand this and be confident and, and able to make these decisions, again, comes back to what I said initially, which is, you know, understand what you're allowed to do and do it 
do the, do the due diligence on it every day and you won't be wrong. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I wasn't joking. I'm a big fan of Carnivore Club. I got my box right here. If people want to buy Carnivore Club or Battle Box, where can they find you? If they have other questions, uh, maybe if you don't want to be be harassed, then that's that's totally okay too. But where can people find find you on the internet? Um, CarnivoreClub.co, uh, BattleBox.com. That's B-A-T-T-L-B-O-X. There's no E in there. Um, if you do put an E, it's going to take you to something completely different. Thank yeah, you. no E. Don't waste your money buying a valve. It's 250 bucks you don't need to spend. No E. Thanks, Lucas, for having us. It's always a pleasure, man. Always. Can't wait to see you again in person, although it might be uh, a ways out with everything that's going on. Stay safe, stay healthy. Chat soon. Sooner than you think. Uh, I was trying to stop recording.